Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello, welcome back to the OMG MotoGP podcast. Then this OMG Extra, your extra bit on the side, your little preview ahead of the race weekend. Uh, and we're straight back into it because we're in Mizano for this weekend's racing. Uh, my name is Harry Benjamin, former Grand Prix rider and British champion Keith Hewitt is alongside me as always. Uh, and just a quick uh, plea, I know I say it every time, but every like, but crucially every subscription means a lot so in these early stages do if you watch the video and like it do remember to click that subscribe button because it does mean a, a like a big amount so i'll leave that there with you uh right okay um we got a lot to get through haven't we in the next 15 minutes keith um obviously off the back of uh last weekend catalonia we had some big uh well we had some big crashes didn't we we don't know at the time of recording the situation on peco banyaya but uh it's not been officially announced or anything whether he will be riding at all this weekend but what are your thoughts and feelings on that medical tests are thursday afternoon uh, we'll find out later on thursday afternoon and even if they declare him fit that means he can do a one-arm press up or, or hop on one leg or whatever it might be um it seems to be yeah one of those kind of minor things that you have to get through but He's still got to be able to ride the bike around Mizano. Tough little track. 
Um, not going to be easy. So even if he's declared fit, that doesn't mean he's going to be racing come Sunday. We'll see. Everybody wants to see him there. Obviously, Ducati want to see him there and the like. Um, we've got a few. Anaya Bastianini, his teammate, isn't being replaced this weekend. There's nobody subbing for him. Although we do have Michele Pirro as a wild card on the Aruba Ducati. Danny Pedrosa is back on the KTM this weekend as well for a bit of extra interest. He's been uh, quite interesting, having just re-signed, of course, as a test rider with KTM as well. HRC have got Stefan Bradl out of the television commentary box and back on track as well as a wild card. So those those are your changes, if you like. The number seven, Takuma Takahashi, is in for Alex Rins. Rins is still not fit. Um, and that really is your MotoGP, guys. I think the significant thing this weekend as well is that we've got the track limits have been altered slightly in as much as we've had these new Mizano curves, which is a slightly de- a, de- a design of curve that's supposed to get increasingly bumpy and lumpy, if you like, a further off for, off of track you get. Um, they've had, had a right old what's-it-ache to make this work because they put the, the ones they put in there were too severe at some stage, so they've had to change them out again. And significantly, you know, track design is really important, and, and this is not one of the greatest tracks from a design perspective, of course. It used to go the other way around to where it goes now, so all the corners now, all the fast stuff, are decreasing speed, so you find yourself running out onto, onto the curbs, whereas the other way around, the right way in my case, because in my day it was the other way around, you all had opening out corners, so you could go through like Cravone, which is like that scary, almost flat out um, right-hander now, used to be a, a flat out left-hander, that opened out so you can get on the gas and you can you can kind of avoid track limits a little easier the, the way it used to be. Um, and significantly, at Catalonia, the design of Catalonia, the where we've just been, um, no track limits warnings. As far as I can find out, I've not seen a track limits warning across the the classes that are for for for, for that um that i can't believe that i actually can't believe that <laughs> i know I, I keep looking i keep trying to ch- check it through and and um, i'm i'm fairly sure that i'm i'm right there's certainly no track limits warnings in mm. in mona gp um so you know interesting stat i suppose if you if you're bored yeah well we love a stat don't we well god we're, we're we're on misano so why don't we we go into to the nuts and bolts of it it'll give it give us a little insider's guide it's a great little track. I mean, it's one of those places where you go to it. It's absolutely rammed with people. The history, the names of the streets around it. You know, the, the World Circuit Marco Simoncelli, as it's now called. There's a Marco Simoncelli suite where they hold press conferences and stuff like that on there. Obviously, Marco was a homegrown hero for for that. There's a statue of Marco on one of the roundabouts outside. You know, but it, it's one of those ones in Italy where it's got that real Italian feel. Total chaos trying to get in, trying to get out. You know, Italians trying to climb over fences, bore under fences. There's bars and tents and all the rest of it all the way down. And then you've got the hordes. It's like the the marauding hordes that come over from Tuvulia, of course, which is the the hometown of, of, of the empire of Valentino Rossi himself. And the yellow hordes come over the hill and they walk to the track from Tuvulia. It's like a tradition. Um, so it's, it's pretty spectacular. I like going to Mizano. The track itself... Yeah, I know it's a it's a so-so track, but again, it it gives you some interesting racing at the end of the day, and we'll we'll see how that and weather really affects this track. If it's cold, it's fast. If it's wet, if if it's um, hot, the track gets a little bit greasier and a bit slippery, and it doesn't seem to matter what surface they, they lay down on. It always seems to be that way. Um, it's a test track for many, so quite a lot of people already. And you know, watch for Piro. Piro will go good here, even though he's a wild card in for Aruba. Um, what else can I tell you about Mizano? Not much, actually. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be one that's straight off the back of Catalonia. And if you, you could feel the tension at, uh, in Spain, 
this back-to-back already was causing trouble for a lot of teams. It was causing a lot of trouble for Erta, the International Race Teams Association, and other people. It's a real scrabble to get from one place to another. Um, and you could tell there was a, a bit of tension, a bit of, bit of frustration in the paddock. And it's the first of our, you know, we've got so many back-to-backs coming up. Um, this is where you've got to dig in. This is where you've got to be digging in deep. The crash for Peko Bagnaia has come at the wrong time. You know, a back-to-back, and it's always going to be a case that this championship is going to be won by a man who stays injury-free, pretty much, because, okay, he's got a big enough lead at the moment, but that's going to be eaten into if he can't stay fit. <laughs> the Aprilias are coming. You know, you've got spoilers in there that can mess the whole thing up. If, if you know, It's all very well having eight UKs on the track, but if... Uh, if some of them aren't performing in the way they ought to be, then um, then suddenly you can see the the, the point situation that suddenly see so and then you can't you can't lose sight of the fact that Pekka Bangaya won the world championship from a ninety point deficit. I was ju- I was literally just working out what the gap is now. Gap's only fifty now. Yeah, exactly. So, and with sprint races in this year as well, giving yeah. you half points. Yeah, there, there, this championship is nowhere near over yet. Mm. I mean, you know, people were starting to say that Pekka had got one hand on it, and we hadn't even got to the main part of the season. Now we are. Um, I think that uh, Cal was at I mean, definitely Cal was definitely Cal Pratslow was definitely at uh, Catalonia. He's testing at Aragon soon, um, and he's racing as a wild card in Motegi. So they're building now. People ask about wild cards. Why don't we have more more wild cards? I think I think uh, manufacturers are only allowed something like three wild cards in a year, something like that. So. They can spread them out over over the year, so there there are you know there are restrictions on wild cards. I think they should open that out. Um, personally, I think you should uh, should allow more wild cards during the course of the year. It will give us a bit more spice, uh, especially if you've got the likes of Cal Crutchlow and Danny Pedrosa, who can perform as wild cards. Stefan Bradl, I don't expect much from him. A because of the bike, and B because he's just not as quick as he used to be. Um, I think Danny is. Mm. could be interesting this weekend it's, again it's always good when you see those guys back on bikes isn't it um i want to pick up on uh an bastinini and just sort of highlight i mean what a year i mean only i think it's what three actual grand prix finishes at so far he's that was it jorge martin last year that was kind of similar or the year before perhaps where he was he he came back from injury but then got straight off the bike again bastinini is big shot up in the factory team and it's been a bit of a disaster year. Not all of it is own doing, obviously, but it was a sought after seat, Bastianini's seat, and he's under he's under pressure already. And I mean, to, to carry the kind of injuries he's got at the moment are annoying. It's the it's the annoying injuries that are the worst. The ones that, that just you just can't quite do your job on a motorbike. And these guys now only have to be below par by a tiny amount, and they're swamped by by quick riders. And like we saw in Catalonia, something that we've been commentating about for some time on OMG. You know, the point is now. You have got to get a lot done in that opening lap. You know, if you've not particularly quite even, well, actually, even if you've qualified on pole, you've still got to get a lot done in that opening lap because that's where the big rush comes before you start managing your tyres a little bit. So you've got to try and get that opportunist uh, move done early on to get yourself to the front, to make up those spaces if you haven't qualified quite as well as you should have done. I mean, what have the Peco still is unexplained. You know, would it mean that, that that they will have been on lower tire pressures? I mean, I was there, and I remember the, the the it was cooler on Sunday than it was scheduled to be. We had no rain. We were supposed to have eighty percent of rain on Saturday and ninety percent of rain on on Sunday. So much for the weather forecasters. Um, we had no rain at all. There was a little tiny sprinkle at one point. Um, and the fact is, it was windy 
And when you are just stood still for a little while, that wind takes heat out of tyres, tyre pressure drops, you know, traction control is set for, for the optimum. And you end up with that situation where, you know, turn two, where you wouldn't expect him to, to you know, he would have baffled him slightly. Big high side, fired him down the road. Um, they'll be looking at that. Uh, it would have been because he, he would have definitely have had lower tyre pressures than the optimum, that is for sure. Whether that was a, a major cause of it, I suspect it probably was. But he did say that he had it felt strange on the warm-up lap. So, you know, whether it was low tyre pressures on the warm-up lap, whether whether that, and he didn't give it a chance to come in. Um, but again, it emphasises the point I'm making. Everybody has got a scrap from the lights out. You know, you've got to make that turn one work for you. And we, we've said, we said in this preview podcast um, before we got to Catalonia that turns one and two are danger spots, turn five being the other one when it comes to opportunistic moves. Um, and Pecco, all on his own, without without any help from anybody else, not like the other five that fell off on turn one, all on his own fired himself up the track. Um, I don't know. I, it's quite funny. I, I, I read quite a lot. That, that some very esteemed colleagues and people that I respect hugely um, write about this cannot continue and all the rest of it. But you go to yourself, it cannot continue. What, what do you propose to make a difference in this situation? You know, we're up against it. I mean, when we say that it's going, that, you know, the Ducatis are going too fast or whatever it might be, you know, the, the, the MotoGP is going too fast. Everybody goes, yeah, what, what are you going to do? Are you going to slow it down? How are you going to slow it down? Are you going to slow it down to production bike level? We've talked about this before on the podcast. This is a really, really, it's a conundrum that I defy anybody to come up with. And it annoys me when journalists particularly say, this cannot continue, it's unsafe and all the rest of it. It is what it is, and we're all racing in the same circumstances, and that's got to be managed. I mean, this tyre pressure thing, I struggle with how they can't come up with a system that keeps the tyre pressure constant. Um there are system, there are pressurized systems around the world for different engineering, you know, circumstances that, that it just seems to me to be a problem. But for someone clever, um, not a problem, you know, pressurized hubs or something. And, you know, I've got, somebody wrote to us actually on OMG, you know, our podcast, if you looked out the line somewhere and said, why don't we have, uh, you know, Pressurized tanks in in the hub, for instance, where it, it takes up the pressure if it overpressures and it, it puts it back in if it, if they if they drop to a certain extent. There has got to be some system that that, that we're talking about the, the measurement system at the moment is fine. You know they've got that right now and and they can check that through the data consistently across all manufacturers, which is good. But what they haven't got rid of is the the inconsistency of tire pressure um, within the motorbikes within the rules. That's got to be the next big step, I would have said. Oh, I need Danny Aldridge back on, don't we? Um, <laughs> no, people, people want to talk about it. No, and that's as, true. As Danny said, he's the policeman. Yeah. He's not the man to come up with the idea particularly. Very true, very true. Um, well, I mean, talking of um, sort of changes and trialling and testing, there was uh, Moto2 and Moto3 obviously back in action as well. Uh, there was some quite significant uh, testing going on after Catalonia. Well, Pirelli are the tyre for the, you know, the... the Spec tyre for next year, uh, starting next year. Pirelli are into Moto3 and Moto2 as a supplier. Um, really exciting, actually, that is, because Pirelli are a completely different type of construction to the Dunlop. The Dunlop is stiffer. Pirelli is naturally a bit softer. And they're not making, I would suspect, they're not making special tyres for Moto2 and Moto3. There'll, there'll be a, you'll be a tyre that they already, a construction they already have that they're modifying for, for the two classes. Now, you know, rumour has it, and this was a closed test session on Monday and Tuesday, uh, closed test session, no journalists, 
no stopwatches, no official releases to let you know. But of course, we found that found out that the Pirellis were faster um, than the the Dunlops um, at that point. But of course, what you don't know, and Pirelli will have put they would have slung soft tires at it and so on and so forth to to make them faster because you don't want to be coming into a into a test and then it leaked out that they were miles slower than um, than, than the the preceding Dunlops. Um, so they were fast. Um, Interesting, I think it was Rory Skinner who said that, you know, the feel it was familiar to him mm-hmm. you know, because they're, they're more of a super sport tyre, a super bike tyre than, than, a, than a Grand Prix tyre. There's a subtle difference between the two. Um, Could it bring you know, a big Grand Prix bikes tend to be a lot stiffer, you know, a lot, a lot sharper in the way that they feel to a, to a modified road bike, uh, chassis-wise. And so, therefore, tyre-wise, you've got a different conundrum to work, work your way around. Um, so, the Pirelli will be of a softer construction and sidewalls and so on. Um and I suspect that might give a bit more feel um, from p- past personal knowledge. Well, a long time ago, that is. For, for the likes of uh, yeah, long time ago. For the likes of Rory Skinner, though, it could it could be a massive advantage suddenly if it's a bit more familiar. Could it see a swing of of competitiveness? I don't think so. I mean, five minutes and they'll all be down to it. I yeah. mean, the, the, these guys are the top of the game, and you know what it's like. Whether it's four wheels or two wheels, Harry, you know, cream rises to the top. Mm-hmm. They they get the data within the first you know few rounds and. Before you know where they are, they've got it all worked out, and I, and I think that is the, the, that will be the case with Pirelli next year. But it is exciting; it is a development, and it might add to both Moto Three and Moto Two classes. But how can you make it much better than they already are? I mean, we, we're already getting cracking races everywhere. Yeah, it might suit. You say Rory Skinner? Well, it might suit the likes of ex Superbike British Superbike rider, you know, Jake Dixon. But hopefully by then he'll have gone to Moto to GP. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, yeah. You should. There's a great chat on Jake as well in uh, our previous episode with Charlie Hiscott, who, uh, who informed us as well. There's a great. They're doing a behind the scenes documentary about him this year, so I uh, do have a little check out of that podcast as well. Um, all right, then we're we're ra- we're already towards the end uh, as always. Um, so what we're we expecting then? Predictions for this weekend? Are the Aprilias coming? Are they going to carry that pace forward again? I don't see why not. I think that Alicia at the moment is riding, you know, El Capitan is at the top of his game at the minute. Um, and I think he's a distinct believer now. I think, and so, and everyone else is looking in, you know. Maverick Vinales is back where he ought to be. It was great fun to see him, you know, battling out at the end of the day. But uh, I think Alicia Spargro is, is, is slowly but surely uh, establishing himself as a, as a proper front runner. And to do the double, you know, sprint race and um, main Grand Prix. In Catalonia, his home race, by the way, he only lives. You know, he's from down the road. So at the end of the day, to to take that double there, you know, what do they say about win or choke? Mm. They're the riders. Mm. You know, sometimes your home round you choke rather than win. You see more of that than you do of of, of what we saw from Alicia the weekend. So. Uh, and his two kids joining him up on the on the podium was just oh, something a little bit special. I love the fact on his helmet. I think he had he had written uh, one more lap as well, which yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which was brilliant. He wasn't going to get it wrong this, no, this year, was he? No. Um, all right then. So, uh, you, what's your sprint? One, two, three. What are we going for? Uh, okay, I'm going to go in with Aleish, uh-huh. um, Jorge Martin. Binder. Oh, I always forget about Binder. Okay, yeah. I've gone for Jorge Martin, Bezeki. Wait, is he back in? Yeah, he isn't. Uh, Aleish. Third. Okay, Grand Prix. Go on, you go. I'll go first. I've gone for another, I've gone for a Jorge Martin clean sweep this weekend. I think this is when he's going to get a sniff and start turning things around, especially if Peko can't take part. Aleish second, Vinales third. 
Okay, I'm going to go Jorge Martin, the same as you. Okay. Um, I think that this is his time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to have... Um, boom. Luca Marini Ooh, as third. okay. I'm going to have Marini third, Vinales second. Okay, okay. Well, Vinales on the podium here last year as well, let's not forget. So, uh, ooh, okay. All right, let us know your one, two, threes. Always like having a little look at them in the comments. Great to see the variety that comes up. But that's the beauty, isn't it, in MotoGP? You actually can't quite call it. And especially this weekend, we really don't know. Things are still up in the air. Um, final thoughts, Keith? Looking forward to it. Hope it doesn't rain. I haven't checked the weather forecast because it was a complete waste of time when I looked at it for <laughs> Catalonia. So I'm making no predictions at all for the weather. Um, who cares if it's wet or dry from yeah. a spectator's point of view because it's great fun um, either way prefer it to be dry though as an ex-rider you always prefer it to be dry yeah definitely well look we're looking forward to this weekend hope you are as well uh, do make sure you stay liked and subscribed and all of that jazz uh, and get your questions in for uh, Tuesday's show where we'll be joined by another special guest and looking back at the weekend's action uh, alongside myself and Keith uh but until then, uh, oh, you can email us as well, omgmotogp at gmail.com, all social media. We'll get it all. YouTube comments, we see it all. Um, thank you very much, Mr. Hewen, uh, and we shall see you next time. Enjoy the weekend. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.